0: Hello and welcome to the Pastor's Helper Podcast. This is Barry Davis coming to you from Lexington, Kentucky. Today we are going to be talking about what a part-time or bivocational ministry is and the best way to go about applying for that type of ministry position. As I get started, I want to tell you about a free resource we've put together for anyone who's looking for a ministry position. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to jump through any hoops. We're not asking for your phone number. Uh, It's absolutely free, no obligation. And we've done this just to help ministers out. We have compiled every single web resource that we are aware of that lists ministry opportunities from all different denominations and fellowships. When you're done listening here, just go to www.pastorshelper.com and click on the tab that says Church Job Openings, and you will find the list there. It's quite extensive. Well, you know, as we're talking about being bivocational or part-time in ministry, I speak from quite a bit of experience on this issue, having been in both full-time ministry and a pretty good-sized church, as well as a couple of ministries that were bivocational. Now, if you are bivocational or if you're looking for this type of ministry, there is absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, we know that Paul was a tent maker who worked outside of ministry to raise funds for living. And according to the 2015 Faith Communities Today survey, fewer than two-thirds, that's 62.2%, of U.S. churches have a full-time pastor. Again, fewer than two-thirds have a full-time pastor, and that's down from 71.4% in 2010. In other words, bivocational or part-time ministry is becoming the norm. And I'm no prophet, but if I had to guess, I wouldn't be at all surprised that a lot more churches go to a bivocational or part-time model based on some of the things they've learned they can do from this COVID experience we've been going through. Now, if you've been involved in ministry for any length of time and been on the search for a new ministry opportunity, you have seen these terms, bivocational and part-time, thrown around pretty loosely to describe the role the seeking church expects their future minister to fill. And I mean, what do those terms mean? You see them and you find out different people use those different ways. To the average person, part-time would describe someone who works under 40 hours per week and most likely 20 or less. Bivocational means that in addition to the ministry, this person also works at another job or even multiple jobs as well. And you know, on its face, most of us would assume both of these are part-time positions, but in the church world, things can get a little bit muddy. For instance, while some churches really mean it when they say they're not expecting the minister to work full-time, Their actual requirements tell a different story. Let me give you an example of a church advertisement for a part-time position that was just recently published. Again, this is a real ad. Uh, I just looked at it just recently. Here's what it says. We are looking for a part-time minister to take over for our current aging pastor. We are a small country church with a beautiful church building, Sunday school rooms, and fellowship hall. Position would include all the normal duties of a pastor who loves people, wants to help our church grow spiritually, as well as attendance. Okay, so far so good. Then they list the requirements for this, again, part-time minister. Here they are. Teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Teach the members to witness and serve the Lord. To preach or teach in three services a week, as well as plan revivals and special functions. Be willing to visit the community, hospital, and nursing homes. We are seeking a God-called man who has a deep-seated desire to serve the Lord and to lead his people in all aspects of a ministry. Now this ad is fairly typical of what I see from churches looking for part-time or bivocational ministers. And it is blatantly obvious that this church is not really looking for someone with minimal hours to devote to the church ministry. Because no matter how gifted you might be, there is no way you can preach or teach three services every week, do extensive visitation, uh, teaching, and meet all these other expectations on a part-time basis. It's just not going to happen. In these instances, what the church is really saying is that they can only afford to pay you on the level of someone working part-time, but they are expecting you to put in full-time hours. And while it's perfectly understandable that many churches don't have the finances to offer a full-time salary, it'd be better and certainly more honest to just come out and say, we need someone to fulfill all the duties of a full-time pastor, but we can't afford to pay you what we'd like to. I want to break in here for just a moment to tell you about an absolutely free resource for ministers. You can download it at www.freesermonoutlines.com. It is a book called 52 Topical Sermons, Volume 1, and this is our gift to you just for listening. Again, go to www.freesermonoutlines.com to get yours. If you're looking for a ministry position and you find one that's listed as part-time or bivocational, uh, you do well to ask the following questions before moving too far forward in the process. I put these questions together to help you, but also to help the church, because you both want what's best, and you need to know if you're really going to be a fit or not, if this is doable or not, that type of thing. So here's the first question could you share with me how many times you are expecting me to preach and or teach on an average week? And you can follow that up with, you know, are you expecting me to lead a Sunday school class, a midweek Bible study, a small group, uh, any other uh, teaching or preaching opportunities that you have for me? You want to find out exactly where they're coming from. Here's a second question. Can you foresee a time when this position will become a full-time position? Are there any particular attendance or financial milestones that need to be met first? Uh, This will give you a good idea where they're at. Is this a temporary situation or are they wanting you to move into a full-time position in the future? You might not want to go to a full-time position or maybe you do. Uh, This will give you some idea where they're coming from and might also help you to see what type of vision or mission they have for the future. Here's a third question. Do the lay leaders of the church cover hospital and home visitation? Or is that something you're wanting me to do exclusively? You don't want to go into this situation thinking that they don't expect that of you and find out that yes, they do expect it of you and then realize you really don't have the time to put into it. We we want to know all these things up front. Here's a fourth question. Who's in charge of planning and implementing special services during the year, such as holidays, graduations, fellowship meals, these type of things? Are these things you're expecting me to organize and put together, or will I just be the speaker? Uh, Just let me know uh, where you're coming from on that. You could put it another way and say, how did your former minister handle these special occasions? Here's a fifth question. Will I be overseeing weddings And funerals. Most likely you will be, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And when you ask these questions, not only are you getting information, but it's making them think through the process also and maybe helping them to see whether what they expect from you is realistic or not. Now, these should be enough uh, to give you a good idea of what the expectations of the church really are. You can probably think of some more. I would sit down, I would pray about it, and I would. think through and just start writing them down and then editing them. You want to have a reasonable number of questions, not too many, but not too little either. Now, please understand that none of this I'm saying is said to discourage you from accepting a ministry role in a church that's not able to pay a full-time wage if that's what you believe God's calling you to. The purpose of this podcast is simply to help both you and the church walk into this relationship with a very clear idea of what the expectations are. There are many ministers who actually prefer the bivocational or part-time model, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Let me give you some more ideas that might help bivocational or part-time ministry go a little smoother for you. Since the church can't afford to pay you adequately, you might ask for some other allowances that would help to make up the difference. Here's one. If you don't have health insurance from another source... Perhaps they could afford to pay for you to be involved in a health care ministry. I mean, they probably aren't even aware of their availability. There are a number of these out there like MediShare, Liberty, uh, Samaritan. I personally use Christian uh, health care ministries, and they've been absolutely great. I'm not saying this to try to promote them, but it's what I'm familiar with. And a church could pay as little as 70 eight dollars per unit per month for their bronze plan and most churches could afford that even a small congregation here's another thing you could ask for extra time off i mean why not ask for more vacation than normal i wouldn't hesitate to ask for four weeks paid vacation i mean if they know that you're going to be putting in more hours and what you're really compensated for uh, this is one way that they can help you out without hurting the church finances. Is there a church lay leader who can fill in while, while you're gone? Maybe somebody they don't have to pay, and then they can continue to pay you. Here's a third thing you could ask for, a book and or a convention allowance. Now, this doesn't have to be a whole lot of money, but it'd be nice to have a monthly, quarterly, or annual allowance from the church that you could use as you see fit for your own ministry growth. I mean, most likely you're not going to be able to afford these types of things right now. But you need them just like a full-time minister does. You need to be consistently growing and maturing as a minister. You could even start really low and see if they could increase it a little bit each year in their budget. Now, those are just some helpful ideas. You can probably think of some other ways the church could benefit your ministry without breaking the bank. You know, one of the things that I actually prefer about being bivocational is that it keeps me from developing the mindset that often comes when we are stuck 24/7 in a ministry bubble. It's very easy to lose our sense of what it's like to live in the world the people we are ministering to live in. And when that happens, our ability to relate to people diminishes. Before I went into ministry many years ago, I was a cabinet maker for a number of years and this helped me considerably in dealing with people. It's very easy to develop an ivory tower mentality that keeps people at arm's length. I'm not implying that we become arrogant or anything along those lines. I'm just saying it's easy to forget what it's like to be out in the regular workforce, which makes our connection with people less than it could be. And when I have another job, it really keeps me in that loop. And I believe it is beneficial to our ministry. In closing, let me say thank you to all the part-time and bivocational ministers out there. You are needed, and I am extremely glad you're out there on the front lines doing ministry. May your numbers increase and your ministry be blessed. Don't forget to go to pastorshelper.com and click on that tab that says church job opening so that you can see what's available out there. I think you might be surprised. And until next time, this is Barry Davis, the Pastor's Helper.